Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. If you're a conservative or even a liberal with common sense, you're probably not happy with big tech these days. Facebook, Google, Twitter, social media companies generally have partnered, it seems. Big tech has partnered with big government to restrict what we can say in the public square. Now, there's a problem with that, but a lot of conservatives and Republicans have decided that the way to deal with the problems of big tech is to use big government to regulate them. Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and this is episode 94 of the Liberty Cafe. I'm glad you're here with me. It's a blessing, as it always is, and it's also a blessing to be part of the Texas Scorecard Network and have them as our sponsor. None of us like what's going on with big tech these days. They, they turn truths about life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and God and medicine and everything else into misinformation and banned it from appearing anywhere in public. Now, fortunately, we have a lot of mechanisms these days that we didn't have in just recent history to get these truths out to the public. And I think we're all benefiting from that. Yet we see all the danger of companies like Amazon and Google and Apple, Facebook, Twitter, those kind of companies from limiting our speech. But as conservatives and Christians, we should be even more aware of the danger of using government to regulate private businesses. So that's what we're going to talk about today here on the Liberty Cafe. Let's go way back a little bit. We're way back to the 1950s, 1960, I think, actually. Or it might have been 1961, but it was when Dwight Eisenhower, and I believe it was in the speech he gave as he was leaving office, and he, and he warned Americans, and here's a quote, to, to guard against the acquisition of an unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. So he was talking about something, which is something that we should be concerned even about to this day, how uh, the military has joined with big business, big military, if you will, has joined with big business. And we spend billions of dollars more than we need to. We, we spend money on things that are wasteful. And we get into wars that we shouldn't be involved in. Well, I think we can say that the same problems would occur and are occurring actually today when we think about the, the what would we call it here, the high-tech government complex, the, the government social media complex, the big government, big tech complex that has been developing over the years. Now, there, it's not that there's something wrong about trying to reduce the influence of Amazon, Google, and Apple, because they certainly have a lot of power that they can use to harm other people. But the, the question is, really, where, where did they get that power? Well, they get that power from us. We're the ones who have been using their their products. And it's kind of strange in a lot of cases with Amazon and Google and, well, Google and 
Twitter and Facebook in particular, but even Amazon and Apple to some extent. In a lot of cases, we don't buy a product from them. We are the products. And that's different than in previous days where companies got big big because we bought their product. But still today, even if we don't buy their products or when we do, we still are using their services that allows them to get rich. And so the, th- the thing is that having government come in and correct our choices that we have made isn't going to solve the problem here at all. Yet, yet what we have here is members of Congress, uh, the people at the Federal Trade Commission, and, and, and conservatives in Congress who are trying to use big government to regulate big tech. The latest thing is the American Innovation and Choice Online Act. And and that would simply limit the, strictly limit the actions of tech companies on their own platforms, as well as to the extent that they can use the data they collect from their platforms to improve their offerings. So why does big tech have my information about where I shop and where I go? Because I let them, I use their products, I even give them permission to use those kinds of things. And then they set up these platforms that allow some businesses to sell products through their their services. And then they set the parameters for what those businesses can do. For instance, one of those is I just recently experienced. If you're an Apple phone person, this hasn't been an issue for you for a while. But up until, when was it, three months ago maybe? I could buy uh, music and I could buy ebooks on my phone. I just click on my apps and my reading app or my music app and I could buy it right there. But now I can't do that anymore because of restrictions and costs that Google has imposed on, say, Amazon for ebooks on, on the use through Google Play Store. Now I have to go through this all, all this other stuff, right? I have to go to a website. And then I have to buy something, and then I can use it on my phone. Well, I don't like that, but I would like it even worse if big government came in and started regulating not just Google and what they can offer, but me and what I can get from Google and how I can use Google. That's that's not a good idea. Another problem with this view of government being the big government being the solution for the problems we see with big tech is how quickly things change. If you go back to the history of internet commerce and internet services, you can see all kinds of companies that grew rapidly, gained a lot of uh, market share, had a lot of power they could influence over the marketplace, and then that dropped off and in some cases were even gone. For instance, Netscape made the first popular browser and they made money by giving away their browser to individuals and selling their browser to businesses. And and they were the lead company. There was nobody out there really competing with them on a broad basis. And then Microsoft came along, made its own browser and gave it away to everybody. And what happened to Netscape? They went broke because Nobody wanted to buy a browser from Netscape when they could get it for free from Microsoft. Yet that got Microsoft in a lot of trouble. And that was the main reason that the the states and the federal government came after Microsoft 
on antitrust charges. Well, what's happened to those two companies? Netscape is completely gone. It was the giant in, in its industry, and now it's gone. Of course, Microsoft is still here, and it's got billions of dollars of sales and vast online presence. But yet, Microsoft is a secondary player in a lot of ways when it comes to high tech these days. Uh, they're no longer up there with Google and Apple and Amazon and other companies like that. So we, we have to be careful about going in and trying to correct what we see as some problem, which is really just a temporary um, way. Uh, it's really a temporary collection of choices that we as consumers are making. We all want Microsoft. We all want Netscape. Well, then we don't really want Microsoft, and we don't want Netscape. And today it may be uh, uh, Google. Today it might be Twitter. But in five years or ten years, it's probably not going to be the case that those are going to be the dominant companies that we have out there. The, the other problem with this is really really thinking about through what is anti-competitive behavior in the first place, because everybody is saying that Twitter and Facebook and Google are engaging in anti-competitive behavior, whether it's shutting down uh, businesses who want to do or putting limits or imposing costs on businesses that want to operate on their platforms, are just shutting down alternate access to alternate views and opinions. But let's let's go back to the Microsoft example. You know, they got in trouble for anti-competitive behavior. But what was what was their problem? What did they do? They gave away a product for free. And in doing so, they put a competitor out of businesses. That's not anti-competitive behavior. That is really competitive behavior. That matter of fact, that's one of the best examples you could find of competitive behavior. They competed so well against their rival, they put them out of business. So when you hear the term anti-competitive behavior, know that in most cases, people are using it exactly the opposite of what it should mean in a real world. It's like nobody, I mean, Tiger Woods is kind of, passe these days, but nobody accused Tiger Woods of, of engaging in anti-competitive behavior when he was demolishing his opponents on the PGA Tour. He was the most competitive person out there. And why was he competitive? Because he wanted to beat his components. He wanted to destroy his opponents on the playing field. He didn't want them to have any chance to beat him. And so he did everything he could to defeat them and win the competition. That's what businesses are supposed to do. Now, there are some ethical rules about that and some legal rules, but those rules should, should only keep companies from doing things like fraud and theft and those types of things. But if they get out there and compete so well that their companies go broke, that's what we're looking for in competitive behavior. Yet the, the problem is with you know things like the um, American Innovation and Choice Act is that this legislation and other proposals from even conservatives would give the government wide latitude to decide you know, where it is that, that companies give themselves an unfair anti-competitive advantage, right? And, and this would lead to prosecutions of all kinds of companies. And But you know which kinds of companies would likely be targeted for these things? Because 
there's so many social media and tech companies out there, they can't possibly go after everybody. My guess, and this is where conservatives really ought to be concerned and think through this because we, we know better, the, the companies would most likely be targeted are the companies that refuse to carry out the desired policies of Congress or the president or some administrative agency or basically the administrative or deep state. If you don't go along with them, then they will use this law and other laws to come after you as a business. Just look at what's happening. People went to Washington, D.C. to protest against what they consider to be uh, fraud in the election. And I think any reasonable observer can can see that there was clearly fraud committed in the 2020 voting and election process. Did it over, was it enough to overturn the results of a, of the election? I, I think a reasonable person might believe that would be the case, but certainly there's nothing wrong with taking that message to Congress and during the time when they're considering all these things and protesting against it. Now, there's something wrong about breaking into the Capitol, but very few of the people who actually went into the Capitol broke in. They walked out, walked into the Capitol in front of police. Yet those people, many of them, some of them, have been in jail for over a year awaiting trial. Others are being harassed and prosecuted and their lives really ruined for nothing more than even some of them even just being at around the Capitol. So if you don't think, and then, of course, we've got what they're doing to President Trump now. Who knows all the details about that? But do you think that any other former president under the exact same circumstances would have been, would be under the same kind of assault that President Trump was? Well, no, I don't think he would be. And so there we see the danger of passing laws like this and using big government to go after big tech. Because when they come after them, as the saying goes, they'll also start coming after us. So let me just just close here by saying we don't want these large tech companies to be de facto utilities doing whatever it is the government tells them to do. We, we don't want them closely regulated uh, by the government because if they're closely regulated by the government, they're going to do, again, what the government tells them to do. And instead of listening to us and meeting consumers and our, and our desires and needs, satisfying what we want. So rather than pass this legislation that gives Congress authority over big tech, what Congress should do is really heed Eisenhower's warning. And what we as conservatives should do is heed Eisenhower's warning by working to get government out of the high-tech business and letting the market work. Well, thank you very much for being with me today on episode 94 of the Liberty Cafe. And thanks once again to our sponsors, Texas Scorecard. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.